And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100% And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big Sean Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, again, it's the Weighing In Podcast. We come back to you being live. Well, we're live where we're at. We're just not going to be live where you're at when you see us. But we are here to talk about the ever-changing world of combat sports. We've got a multitude of fights coming up this week. We've got the PFL. We've got the UFC. And we have Bellator all weekend long. We did have some good boxing, I guess, because we were... (laughs) trying to watch it we didn't get to really see it during the fights it hadn't happened while we were doing our last podcast but we do need to talk about the spider anderson silva put on a performance that was outstanding against julio cesar chavez jr josh we gotta say it go ahead come on baby well, first, before we get into all that stuff, I want you guys to click the link in the descriptions for the Clips channel and the Subs channel. Smash that like button right now to keep shows coming. Click the bell to stay notified on when we drop this show. Okay, now we've got that out of the way. What did I tell you was going to happen? I told you Anderson Silva was going to win. I called it. I called it. I said Anderson Silva is going to get him out of there in two or three rounds, something like that. You guys... Uh. You guys, I tell you, with the, with the amount of knowledge that I have, I should have went to Vegas. I would have been making millions. <laughs> Bet the house on it. I'm telling you guys, floors. go go back and watch our last show. And I hit it right on the head. Told you exactly how it would happen. I'm glad you guys took my advice. You guys are probably all in Vegas right now, just collecting your money. That's what you guys are doing. Trying to bring it home in the truckloads. <laughs> um, <laughs> just hey, I had that was like a chael type. Total jail. Right there. Just total never, jail. never say you were wrong, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, look, <clears throat> I know I got called out on a bunch of people saying that he was going to lose. But the, let's look at it this way. I look at it a couple different ways. But one way is if you guys knew what was going to happen, you guys should all be millionaires by now if you guys knew. <laughs> you guys didn't know. And so now you're just going to try to bag on me like as if you really knew. If you knew, should have went to the betting lines. Okay? We actually used mybookie.ag, promo code weighing in. He could have used that. Could have made some money. But no, because you didn't know. So don't put it on me like, oh, it's you. I Don't worry about that. Okay, that's one. Two is you're really re- – I mean, just to be honest, you're dealing with it. We're dealing with somebody who is – He's, I felt like he truly disrespected his father's legacy in one. Not just he's done it before, but this was a big deal. You and your dad are on the same card. It's the day before Father's Day, and you go out there and lay a fucking goose egg. Like it was, it was, it was a horrible. I watched just the the big portion of it, and it's just like you could see once he got tired. What by the end of the second or end of the third, he was done. Yeah, he was done. And Anderson was. I, I figured Anderson would be faster than him. Even even though Anson slowed down a lot, yeah. but he just didn't have anything in the tank after after you got tired. There was no output. There was nothing like he just. There was nothing behind any of his punches. Anderson didn't respect him anymore. It was, it wasn't the same. It what he just wasn't. He wasn't the same boxer, and he continues to just do this. So it's one of those guys. He thought he was going to show up, and he thought he was fighting Ben Askren. No, <laughs> he's not fighting Ben Askren. Ben Askren's a wrestler. Like. Ben, we knew, walked in with, with his hands full, knowing that he never, like his stand up is gar- horrible, and he knows it's horrible. But Anderson actually was a stand up guy. 
He spent a lot of time working on his boxing, a lot of time working on his kick. But I mean, his boxing was a big portion of his game, and his head movement was a big portion of his game. Uh, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. had had no answer once he got tired. Once he got tired, he just. He but was if like, you, okay, I'm just collect my check. If you recall, you know, because let, let's be honest, we both looked and I, and I w- if I would tell you now, you know, looking at, it, I go, I thought, well, Julio Cesar Chavez, he's going to win the fight. But I thought I thought Anderson could do all right. And we had that. You, you said, you know, oh, he's getting knocked out. I said, well, yeah. you know, the fact that Chavez came, came in overweight kind of gives me hope. If you remember, that's what I was saying, because yeah. I'm looking at it saying, eh, if he gets tired and he didn't train for him, Anderson's got you know a chance of being in this fight. And it was way better than I ever thought as far as the way that they competed as far as the difference in him, just like you said, Chavez Jr.'s output went down the shitter after the third round. Yeah. He, he got tired. You could see he was getting tired, and Anderson was starting to, you know, the fourth round was beautiful by Anderson. It was just an outstanding display. And it was, uh, you know, when, when we go, when we have these, I don't want to say the MMA guy's going to lose. I don't want to say it because yeah. I don't want him to. I, I, trust me. I, I've been around Anderson too much. I love the guy. I've done a lot of things, you know, to the side with him. He's a wonderful person. And the last thing I want to do is see him lose and, and to watch him win. Man, I was I was in my chair. We had done the podcast and I'm sitting at my desk watching that fight and I'm I'm going crazy, going, God damn it, go, baby, go, go get him, right? I thought it was it was it was almost like bringing back just that you know, that guy that, you know, in the end wasn't able to get it done in the MMA cage, had a lot of hard fights in the end. And, man, it was beautiful to watch him do well and really put on a great performance at 46 years of age. Impressive. I, I, I tweeted out, dude, you're a stud. And that's all I got to say is congratulations, Anderson. You were fantastic. And uh, I would pay to watch that one again. So it was great. John, at 46, like, I don't like when I bump the wall hard, let alone get fucking hit. Are you kidding me? Like, I'm not 46, but I'm, times, man. I'm getting close, but I don't understand. I just don't get it. I see these guys fighting like Vitor wanted to fight next. I'm like, this is this is horrible. No way, man. Like, I, I don't want to get hit. Like, I walk past the cage now. I walk past the cage. I'm like... God no! Like don't hit me! Don't t- like people bump me in jujitsu really hard or land on me wrong. I'm like, oh, that's just no. Nah, okay, we're done. You're not. Stop you're that. Not, Stop yeah, that. like it's like tr- like don't even bother training with like a spazzy white belt or like or a blue belt. You're just like nah, nah. Just when when you get to the purple belt level, we'll talk. We'll have we'll revisit this conversation. That might not be for three more years, and I might feel differently about you as a purple belt. So that's like, you know, like I'm, I'm having these conversations. We with may myself we may dead. never revisit this, right? Yes, exactly. And so that's kind of how I feel like when I'm watching these these older fighters fight. I'm like, God, I have no desire to get hit. But you have but, to uh, admit, you have to admit, it was really good to see him win that fight. Yeah, I think what happened was he listened to our show, right? And he understood that I was rooting against him, so he had to do something to prove me wrong. <laughs> I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was brilliant on his part. Well, like, dude, you know, you what? know it's all because of you. Way yeah. to go. Good job, I'm Josh. Gonna sh- I'm going to show that fucking Josh Thompson, that <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> That's what he was thinking in his mind. <laughs> Yeah, great. I mean, great performance. So good job. Fought smart. Um, I think maybe like, he he's had he has one of the highest fight IQs I think I've, I've been around. You know, I mean, he, he 
when he when he did he used to get taken down like with the Chael situation there was no sense of urgency to get back up you know what I mean because he liked to play the guard game from there he was really long he kind of could get back to his feet against normal type wrestlers but in this boxing match though I thought he fought a very smart fight just kind of stayed at range was the faster fighter and he just realized in the first couple rounds that that Chavez is going to be Chavez Jr. is going to be dangerous you know with his boxing skill and his and his, but he realized the conditioning wasn't going to be there knowing that you came in overweight you probably showed no respect thought it was going to be a Ben Askren type fight didn't prepare for it and it, it showed it showed Three if you go if you go back and you watch it, one of the, it was one of the things I used to you know wait for when I was refereeing one of his fights is Anderson would do this whole thing and he would check from shoulders down feet back up to the middle shoulders down to the feet and he would do this look and he was seeing and he was giving feints to see what his opponent's reactions were and when he all of a sudden you could tell when he figured out exactly what his opponent was going to do. And that's when he would do the things with his hands and get all, you know, like do this whole thing. And you went, "Uh Oh, he's got him now. He knows. And he did, he almost did the same thing when he went into the corner. And I, I want to say it was the fourth or fifth round. And he's telling, you know, Chavez, come here, you know, and he's, he's kind of yeah. motioning him on. I went, he knows he's got him. He's yeah. got him again, man. It's, he's back to his old thing. And it's like, that's beautiful. It was, it was a thing of beauty, man. I, Put a big smile on my face, and I just I just had fun with the whole thing. And then I did love all the comments of "You guys are so wrong." It's, go back and listen a little bit. I did say, "Hey man, this is this has got me. One thing's got me intrigued. That 184, he missed weight, and that was yeah. uh, that was a big difference. He got tired because look at Chavez Jr. actually does have skill. You know he's no, he he's been in there with some great fighters. He had a padded record in the beginning, you know, no doubt about it. But he he fought some really really top-level fighters. He was, you know, the WBC, you know, champion of the world. He could fight. So it wasn't like Anderson was getting some, you know, you know, easy pushover fight. He's not. Sometimes he doesn't train for fights. We, we know that. Sometimes he has a problem in uh, other areas, but that's his problem because Anderson did train for it, and it showed. It was the difference maker. Yeah. Congratulations to Anderson Silva. Yes, sir. Good stuff. Way to represent the MMA community. Thank you. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Come on, Tyron. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> we got T Wood and then we've got uh Vitor Belford, right? With uh oh, yeah, with Oscar, De La Hoya. Huh? Yeah. All right. Well, hey, let's jump into the PFL. You got the oh, you John, got the John, main John, event, John, baby. You, I feel like you got a little something to say about this. Ah, dude, I just look at it as like <laughs> it just drives me. We talk okay, I just uh, talked about padding records. Mm-hmm. Okay, and if you go and you look at you know Julio Cesar Chavez Jr.'s record in the beginning, just you know all these people that you look and you go not a, not a good record, not a good record, not a good record, not a good record. And I you know I look and it's it's not that Kayla Harrison isn't she's a stud, she's an unbelievable athlete. I will take nothing from her. She's great. I think she's a great MMA fighter. But they can't find anybody to put her against. And I love Cindy Danois. I've known Cindy for a long time. She's got the worst stand-up. It's it's Ben Askrenish. It's Jake Shieldish. It's bad, you know. And she's a great person, but it's just just bad to watch her stand-up. Now she's got judo, but her judo doesn't compare to Kayla's. And so you just look and you go, man, are they ever going to find someone for Kayla to actually? You know, push her. That's what I'm waiting for. I'm, I'm just waiting for someone, you know, to be in there that's going to actually push Kayla and and make 
Kayla have a fight. She's, she's gone the distance. I know, you know, in, in her fights, but I just look at it. It's like, if people looked at the list of names that Kayla Harrison has fought, they're, they're not going to know very many of them. If, if any of them at all, because they're just not top level fighters. You're looking at people that, you know, four and two, you know, I, I know sin, you know, um, you know, her last fight was against Mariana and Mariana's like, you know, probably 15 and 10, 16 and 10, something like that. She's got some experience, but she's very one dimensional in the way, you know, she really fights. So I don't know. I just look at it. And it's like, I would, I wish they could find someone of substance that really is a legitimate threat. Not that, not that they're going to beat Kayla, but they have that le- legitimate chance of testing her in the fight. That's what I'm looking for. I think a lot of it just comes from the promotion not having the balls to tell her she needs to fight at 145. Yeah, maybe like, there's I, there's not a ton of options at 145 either. Yeah, but there's a little bit more than 155, and I don't understand. That, that's the only thing I'm going to knock. Her. I'm not going to knock them on the fact that she hasn't fought top talent because there is no top talent at 155. I haven't seen it. Where where is it? I don't I don't see a, I don't see another organization that has 155 women. Well, so I don't no know other organization does. Yeah, so I don't know where they're at, but they're not there. If there is any, they're not in the PFL because they haven't done anything. <laughs> and I'm not trying to knock those those uh, females. No, but I don't know. But but it's just not. You're taking an Olympic caliber athlete, and you're putting them against, you know, um, some other females that just don't have the, the that type of athleticism in the game, you know, and the experience. Judo translates very well into MMA. Because now with the new way that judo is as well, with a lot of them attacking submissions or learning jiu-jitsu, it falls very well into the, into the MMA scene. And she's good. Once she gets her hands on you, she's oh, in, you're, you're going to go for a stud. Route. But she, like, I understand why. There's no reason for her to, to say, like, hey, if you're going to keep finding me people to beat at 155. Oh, I don't blame her get, at all. And I'm going to get and I'm gonna get paid this. <laughs> keep doing it. Keep I do not that. blame Kayla at all. Yeah. You know? I mean, from what I understand. She's fighting she's who they're about, putting in front of her. Yeah, she's making about 500k a fight. Oof. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like, if I was the promotion and I'm and she's making 500k a fight, I'm like, look, you're gonna fight where I where I ask you to fight. You're gonna fight at 45. You're gonna fight at 55 if I need you. I'm gonna, you're gonna make you go back to 45. Like, whatever <laughs> it is, you can make the weight. How do you go to Invicta and make the weight at 145, and then you come back to our promotion and we have to find you someone at 155? And a lot of times when she's fighting people at 155, they're the they're the 45 pounders that have to just kind of put a little bit of weight on or just, just basically weigh in with quarters in their pocket to make 55. So that's my only knock. And I'm not knocking yeah. her. I knock it more on the promotion in terms of like, have her fight at 145. There's more options for you to, and then, for, then honestly, I would stop complaining because there's no reason that she's not going to make 35. You know what no. I mean? So 45, fight at 45. You, at least you'll get a couple more females that, you know, that, have higher level of experience and a little more athletic, whatever it is that can, can kind of test you a little bit more, but I don't blame her at all. Like in the least. No, so. I, I don't blame her. That's, I'm not blaming her at all. And that's why I said, she's a phenomenal athlete. She's a great MMA fighter. I enjoy her. I just wish that I could watch her compete against someone that I really thought had the ability to beat her. And that's yeah. just not what I'm seeing. So that's that's just my my biggest complaint. Does Pettis get it done? Yes. In this fight, he gets it done. Yes, wow. sir. Yeah, you know, look, that feels good, but 
he's he he every time he fights against top level, he tends to come out on the short end of the stick. And no matter what, Anthony Pettis is still a very good fighter. Yeah. You know, yes, he lost to Clay Collar, but you know that that's a that's a tough fight. And coming into the promotion, carrying all the weight of you know being that big signee and everything like that, you know, there's that. You know, sometimes you just kind of get caught in the glare of the lights and the deer in the headlight look, and it takes you a while to get going. And it took him a while. You know, in the third round, he was coming on. He was doing great. It just wasn't enough to make up for what happened earlier. But yeah. this is a good fight for him, and I believe Anthony will definitely walk away with the, the win. Excuse me. That's a good one. What about Lance? Lance. He's back on the win now, track. Now, that one is a tough one, dude. Yep. That Lance Palmer has got... He's got a tough fight on his hands. That is, ooh, I will tell you, I'm not sure he's gonna he's gonna get that one. It's a, that's a close one. Really, it, it, if he fights like he did against Bubba Jenkins. Bubba, he's gonna lose that fight. If he yeah. fights like the Lance Palmer that we've seen in the past, yes, he can win that fight. So I wonder how. Like this is the thing, he needs to win this to get into the playoffs. Yeah. So my concern is like. I believe he needs because he won it the last two years, so he's won it the last two years. So I don't know how they gave him. They gave him Bubba and they gave gave him this tough Russian guy. Like why? <clears throat> like he's well, he, unless he gets an automatic buy. I don't know how the playoffs work. To be honest with them, no, does he get automatic, automatic like into it? Uh uh-uh. uh Because he is the former champ. No, 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 no. no. Just like that's sorty in uh, like we were watching last week in the light heavyweights. He barely made it in based on, you know, he got a draw, barely making it in. He was the guy who won it last season. There's no, they don't give any, you don't get any uh, special, you know, hmm. positions or anything like that. It's, they put you in there, but you, know, you got to look in. Uh, Movlid is, Movlid's got a, I know he's got to win against Herbert Burns. I remember yeah. that when he did that one in one. And uh, he's good. He's a tough sucker. He's got a he's got a good submission game. He takes uh, takes shots well. He delivers with power. You know, Lance got to be in top form to get past him. Yeah. Decision over Herbert. Sorry, sorry. Very good. You know, he had a draw against uh, Andre Harrison. In it was a majority draw uh, in the PFL. I know he fought Daniel Pineda, who I really, I think Pineda is, is now in the UFC. Tough dude, crafty veteran, got a you know mm-hmm. ton of fights, but very tough, very, very hard uh, person to fight against. Uh, he's fought everywhere. He fought in Bellator. He fought against Emmanuel Sanchez. It was a tough fight <laughs> for Emmanuel. Um, just uh, this, this is a tough fight for Lance. That's all I got to say. Six, he, he's 16 he's got to bring it. 16 0 and 1. I mean, he's good. Yeah, his his one is that <laughs> that draw with uh Andre Harrison. Yeah. Oh, I guess we're gonna see. I mean, like if he doesn't win this, I mean if he doesn't win this, he's gonna be out of the, the playoffs. So I think there's he gets one more chance, I think, after that, but he'd have to get a submission or a finish, I believe. I don't think he gets another chance. I think no, just this is it. <laughs> he's gotta do Sorry. something here. He's got the loss against Bubba and he's gotta get some points. He's got zero. Hmm. All right. Well. All right. Let's talk about Bellator. Talk to me, Daddy. What's the fight for you? 
Oh, the fight for sure for me is the Keone Diggs and Daniel Weishel fight. <laughs> Hands down, that's the fight for me. Okay. Well, you see, at least you're thinking. I like that. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the fight. You got the sniffles, that, but um, at least your brain's working. I'm, I know. Happy. <laughs> it's allergies here, man. I got allergies here. They're bad. It's been horrible this last, like, two weeks. The wind kind of kicks up a little bit around 3 o'clock, and then it drops back down around 5 or 6, but it does enough damage to me to ruin my night. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> I actually think uh, the, the Sydney Outlaw and Miles Jury might be actually a really good fight too. I don't know, man. Miles just doesn't. He, he's not. Miles doing tries enough. to slow the fight down. He's a little bit yeah. slow paced. But just think, go back and think of Adam Piccolotti against Sydney Outlaw. And now Adam's a different fighter than Miles. I know that. But Sydney tends to go after people. He doesn't. You know, he doesn't hold back. He, he tries to bring you the fight, and so you, you're going to have to fight. So I think Miles is going to have to fight. So it might be an interesting fight. Yeah, Liz Carmouche and Kana Watanabe is for the number one contender spot. See so who's going to fight for the title. Yeah. Um, Daniel Weichel is coming off his loss to uh, Emmanuel Sanchez. He'll be fighting Keone Diggs. Keone Diggs is phenomenal. Coming off his win. Super heavy-handed. Yeah, he's heavy-handed, and uh, he's coming off of a big win, too. You got Miles Jury and Sydney Outlaw. That's going to be a great fight. Uh, it should be. I get concerned because Miles, like you said, likes to slow it down. Yeah. If he slows it down and Sydney pushes the pace, if he if Sydney's able to take him down, Miles not getting back up. Yeah. But Miles is good on the ground himself. I don't know if he's as good as Sydney Outlaw on the ground. I think he used mm. to be. I don't. I, I know he used to be. I don't know if he yeah. is as much now. He's yeah. become more of a stand-up guy who slows yeah. the pace down, tries True. to set the tempo of the fight. Um. The what's it called? Simon Biong fight or whatever, and Christian Edwards just got added because both their guys fell yep, off. Yep. So they put that one together just recently. Biong's um, big, six foot yes. six. Dude, he's built like a brick shit house. <laughs> got, you know, yeah. Looks like a Greek god. He's uh he's got good stand up. He actually's got really good grounded pound. He gets on top of people, man. He lands he knocked he knocked a dude out. I was watching it was uh I wanna say uh EFC. He knocked a dude out with elbows from the from the mountains. It's like, ooh, nasty. He's good. Yeah. It'd be interesting. Good fight for Christian. We'll see exactly where Christian Edwards is at. Since Christian is fighting out of uh, Jackson Wink, the guy who actually got the very first scholarship from Jackson Wink when they started that program, Christian Edwards was the guy. So he's nice. been doing he's been doing well. Uh go back to the card, Dave. There you go. Um so Sorenbach, I called his fight when he fought Terry Brazier. Yeah. I want to say it was in Birmingham. I think is where it was. Um, <clears throat> he's a straight wrestler. He's he's just like he just he's one got of a those good submission guys. Game. Just sm- he's decent, yeah, decent submission game. But he's a straight wrestler, just like constantly just grinding on you. Yep. And he's more of a fr- he's like a, almost reminds me a little bit of a John Fitch. Yeah, but look at the guy you that know. he's fighting. Yeah. If you remember Bobby Lee, seen? Bobby Lee fought Joey Davis. Mm-hmm. Bobby Lee is a grinder. He's yeah. a guy, man, he's a straight-out wrestler. was strong as hell. And he just wears guys down. So that'll be an interesting fight. It's going to be a fun one. Well, Bobby Lee must be going down in weight because Soren Bach fights at 155. Exactly. So we'll see. I mean, 13-1, Soren Bach versus Bobby Lee. So, I mean, if you're into the wrestling and the ferret stuff, you know, you can <laughs> should be like two. Do you like watching hamsters? As they get after it. <laughs> well, you know what kind of intrigues me is this young kid out of uh, out of Clovis in California, Isaiah Hokick. 
Hoke, yep. his his brother. He's a he's a three time All American, or sorry, three uh four time state four time state qualifier. Yeah. yeah, for California. Yeah, which is saying uh, something. Yeah, he's tough. But his brother was a stud too. I think his brother was like a two time All American or three time All American. You know, at Fresno State, he wrestled at Fresno State. He was at another school. Well, he went to Drexel he, first. Yeah, he went to Drexel first. Now he's yeah. at now, and then he went to Fresno State, and then he came out, and now he's uh basically just competing. But he's making his debut. Yeah. So tough kid. Uh, we're gonna see. I don't. I want to see more about him when he comes when he gets in there. Yeah. You know, see how he has it. But I mean, that family is built with athletes. Everything I've heard of uh, that group of, of people out of Fresno, yeah. that he's got a family of athletes. So be impressive uh, to see see if how he does. Jalen Bates and Cody Matthews. Uh, Jalen Bates is good. Yeah, he's a stud. Jalen Bates is a stud. That guy is. He's got it going, man. He's got everything going for him he's got a good submission game he's got good stand-up he's got great wrestling he's got the full package you know we've got a couple good like sleeper cards sleeper fights on this card oh yeah you know there's a couple sleeper fights on this card which is kind of nice like Deshera and uh and john de jesus yeah, that's a good fight should be a good fight taylor johnson you know just tough lance Wright, tough um you know bates is a stud you know somebody who's very impressive two and oh uh, you know, you have Hokit, and then you've got Corey Samuels. That fight should be decent. Soren Bach and Bobby Lee should be a decent fight. Uh, I've never heard of this girl, Kyra ba- Batara. Have you, have you yeah, watched her at all? I, dude, I, I watched her when she was fighting, actually, in Tough Enough. I was there at one of her fights, and uh, mm-hmm. she's a, she a straight-out grappler. And uh, she, <laughs> does, she doesn't train. She, you know, she's got good wrestling. She wrestled uh, in high school. She's got very good wrestling. She takes people down. She controls position. She gets him to make a mistake. She either goes after ground and pound or she goes after the arm bar. She loves the arm can, bar. Kick on, kick, click on her, please. Let me, I think I know her. Was she in Victor for a while? Um, yeah, I know this girl. Yeah, she's good. Yeah, she's she's a little stuff. I did an autograph yeah. signing with her one time. Um, no Invicta. No she was. She's, I thought she she's was. been with she's been with Combate Americas for for quite a while. Maybe, maybe. Huh. I I did a um. I did an autograph signing with her. I think it really when, when I, we first signed with the UFC, but I'm sorry when the UFC was first bought by uh, or Strikeforce was first bought by the UFC. And they had remember they had the Fourth uh, of July, that July was it called Fan Fest? Yeah, you're talking about International Fight Week. Yeah, International Fight Week. She was there. I think she was like 18 or something like that. She was younger, but she I did an autograph signing with her because she was I think in the really? amateurs already. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, she's a little stud. Yeah. yeah, she could wrestle. We were, I remember she's we were short, super short. Yeah, she's tiny. Yeah, she's tiny. Yeah, yeah. which she, only makes I, her I fall- when she changes levels, she just goes zip. <laughs> so yeah, she's tough though. She's yeah, tough. She I mean, her, she, she should be able to get the takedown against Lena. Lena on the feet though is good, but Lena's yep. real hesitant as soon as she starts worrying about the takedown. It, it, it slows know? down her offense immensely. So yeah. So interesting. Yeah. I didn't know we had signed her. That's good. Really good fight. She's, yeah, but I mean, the like for me, honestly, the best the 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 fights that I'm most looking forward to are the Miles Jurgis and the Outlaw fight. The one that I really want to see the most is Daniel Weishel and Keanu Diggs, and we're gonna see this is for the interim title, the Timothy uh, Timothy Johnson and uh, Moldowski fight. Moldowski is a stud. Yeah, He's yeah. one of those lighter, heavier weights, uh, lighter Bass. heavyweights. Who someone just come? He's pretty quick for a heavyweight. He's got good wrestling. He's just a grinder. Kind of just gets in your grill and gets after you. Um, 
you know, it's in Tim Johnson. He's got good wrestling as well. Tim Johnson does. He's just got to try to keep it on the feet a little bit and keep the space or he has to get on top. But I don't know if he's going to be able to take down Moldovsky and get on top. I don't know, but I'll tell you what. Tim Johnson has definitely, you know, he he came into Belter. He got, he he had two losses in a row, but he kind of got put into positions where, you know, he, he took the fight fast against Czech Congo and he lost it. Then he, he ended up re, uh, rematching Congo and getting a win. But, you know, he, then he fought uh, Minikoff and he took yeah. that he took that fight last second. I mean, he was there to fight somebody else mm-hmm. and they moved him into that spot. So I, I, I put nothing on any of those losses. Then he, he's had three fights in a row where he's looked fantastic. He knocked out Tyrell Fortune, who was undefeated and a, a stud wrestler and, and was just knocking everybody out. And just took down Matt Mitrione, got on top of him, crushed him. It's, you know, he's been living now in Vegas and he has been training at Extreme Couture and it's the guys he's training with. You know, he's got, you know, he's, he's sparring all the time with Francis Ngannou. That's not fun, but it's <laughs> actually making him better. And you can yeah. see the difference in what he's doing. So he's got a real good shot in this fight. You know, obviously Moldovsky is the younger, faster guy, but if, Johnson fights smart like he has been doing and he puts his weight on him and makes him carry that weight a little bit like you said gets in the gets you know gets him down somewhere in there and puts that you know ground and pound that he has gets the top position he's got a, he's got a good chance of walking away with this yeah he does he does have a good chance like here's the thing when people look at heavyweights they 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 feel like the heavyweight champ needs to have this body that looks like it's meant That's to be true. there, and he doesn't have that body. No, he does Moldovsky not have. Francis. has he, that body. Moldovsky has it. Francis Ngannou has it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. not many have Francis Ngannou's body. No. Shit. I mean, like me, I know I got it, but I mean, like it's just genetic. I, <laughs> I understand. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't you have hardly more. make up Francis yeah. Ngannou's arm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, probably like his leg. Nope, maybe, you're his you arm, know. dude. <laughs> Not, it might, might just be his third leg, but it's still a leg, right? Oh, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> uh. oh shit, this guy. Uh, but no, Bodovsky's, you know, like I said, the younger athletic and just he just gets in your face, presses you, pushes the pace, makes the heavyweights fight at a pace that they're not comfortable with. He's not a big heavyweight. so Well, his one uh, loss, which was a split decision loss, but it was a loss. It was against uh, what the, I can't think of the guy's name. He was from Iran, the wrestler. Amir. Uh, Amir. Amir that's it. Mm-hmm. Al Kabari, who um, was not for he wasn't he from uh, Swix Camp. Yeah, he's from uh, AKA Thailand. AKA Thailand. He was yeah. there when he was during that time. Yep. Yep. I think he still is. Yep. Yep. So, oh, uh, yep. He has yeah. He's a big, you know, stud wrestler, and that thing went to a split decision. So. Yeah. You look, and both were young at that time. So, right now, Moldovsky, he is that. He's kind of like that Cain Velasquez weight, you know, probably two hundred thirty pounds, a little bit less than probably Cain, a little bit, but fast. And man, his wrestling is good. His sambo's good. He's got good submissions. He's a handful. Yep, should be a fun fight. Yeah. But like I said, I'm looking for that Keone Diggs and Daniel Vice fight. <laughs> keep on going back to Keone. I do. You love I like Keone, Keone Diggs. I love Keone Diggs, and I'm I a big fan do. of Daniel Vice man. I think Daniel's been around the game for a long time, never got the credit he deserved. He's one of those guys that's good all the way around. Yeah, he is really He just good. hasn't been able to get to that top. He got to the top he a gets couple there, times. He gets right he there. To get over it. Yeah. He had that you know, fight, you know, and people don't remember, and I did it. He had the, the his first fight against 
Patricio, and uh, he had Patricio almost out, right. and uh, you know, kind of got saved by the bell a little bit. You know, had worked himself back out, but comes back out and really opens up and goes after him, and hurts him again, and then Patricio lands a a left hook and then a right hand just puts him out. And it's like, yeah. yeah, you gotta love a guy that was going for it. That's what I like about yeah. Bichel. Yep, yep. And, and then the you next take fight they had. They you, didn't, he didn't do that. No, well, he went the distance. Yeah, but you he know, didn't try to get after him. No, and then you take a look. But his last fight against Emmanuel Sanchez says everything because he got dropped. Here's a guy that oh. you know over 50 professional fights. He gets dropped by a body shot. You know what that feels like. And it was yeah. in the second round, and it was an easy out to get himself out of there. Did not take it. Stuck tough. Got himself back in the fight, went the distance. He lost it, but just shows, you know what? He's got no quit in him. This is true. He, he's tough. He's tough. Click on Keone for me, please. <laughs> I know. I'm going to keep going back to that. Keone's good. He's no, he stunned. is. He is. He's just, he seems very focused. Scroll down. <clears throat> Yeah, so he he looked he looked really good against Campos, and then um, Scotty Howe. Yeah, Scotty Howe. I'm like, yeah, yeah. He just, I mean, he's just good. He's good. He puts the pressure. He's heavy. Like he feels heavy. I think he has that. Like kind of feels like a heavy body on top of you. He's got heavy hands too, and so he can he stuffs takedowns. He he fights he fights really really well. It's very dominant too against Derek Campos. Yeah. So. I don't know. I'm going to see. We're going to see if, if Keone's ready for that level. I think he is. I think it's going to be a tough task. So we'll see what happens. All right, guys. Hey, go to mybookie.ag. Use the promo code Wayne in. They're going to give you a little extra spending cash. You got the you got the fights to bet on this weekend. You've also got um, the NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. You've got other events as well. Um, if you guys at all went back and did what I told you to do last week, you know, our last show, you guys could have made a ton of money off Anderson Silva if you just listened to me, but you didn't. So... <laughs> But hey, click the link in the description for the Clips channel and the Subs channel, okay? And smash that like button right now to keep the shows coming. Click this, click the bell to stay notified when we drop the shows. Make sure you click that little bell in the bottom right so every time we drop, you guys will know the times that they're dropping because we are dropping them at different times these days, especially coming up these next couple of weeks with uh, our traveling schedule, I should say. <laughs> it's more my traveling schedule, but our traveling schedule. So, yeah, go ahead and hit the mybookie.ag. Promo code is Wayne in. So, hopefully, you guys uh, get a little extra spending cash and make a little bit of money. And I expect my 10%. All right, guys. <laughs> let's. Uh, I want my big. Let's jump into. Oh, wait. Oh, geez. Let's jump into the UFC. Hello. <clears throat> I, w- I forgot that uh, this is the following weekend they don't have a show. Oh, this this is a. They have a Vol- show this weekend. Volkov yeah, versus Ghani. This is Cyril Ghan. That's a. Uh... This, if you're looking for a good heavyweight fight, I think it's a good matchup. Mm-hmm. You just never know which Volkov you're going to get. You know, he's done better in the UFC than he did in Bellator, not by a lot, but by a little bit. I think he was he was somewhere around five and three, six and three in Bellator. He was the champion. He lost it to Minikoff. Goes to the UFC. He's done actually really well. You you can talk about it. His fight with Derek Lewis. I thought he got screwed because there was a moment in there, man. He uh. Derek got a timeout <laughs> for no reason that he did not deserve. It wasn't right, but he got a timeout. And um, he he almost had Derek out of there. So you could take a look. He's what, probably about, what, 7-2 and two in the UFC right now? I know he lost to, to uh, 
to Derek Lewis, and he lost to uh, Curtis Blades. Curtis Usually Blades. it's guys that can take him down. Now, Cyril is a stand-up guy, but he does do submissions, so he, it, I would look to say that he's the guy that's going to try to get Volkov down because it, that's you know proved to be where his kryptonite is. If he's going to beat the guy, get him onto the floor, get him onto his back, and do some damage to him. That's usually what will get you the win against him. But he's he's a tough dude. <clears throat> and he's freaking yeah. huge. Six foot seven. Well, I think Gon is six five. So you got two. You got War of the Gargantuans in there. <laughs> you got yeah. two monsters. He's just so athletic. Serial yeah. Gon. Yep. And I think if you put him. Like, I think he learned a lot from his last fight, too. He wasn't impressed with his performance. Um, as GSP would say, um, he, was, he wasn't impressed with his performance. And and I, I think he needs to come out here and, and prove something. So, I, and the other thing as well, I think Volkov, I don't think he's going to do well against people that are athletic. He's not an athletic person himself. Don't get me wrong. He's good. He's a tough fighter. He's got He's got great skills. Good kickboxer. Very sneaky with his head kick. He sneaks him up there real well and to the body as well. Yeah. Um, he works well behind his jab. But I, I do question, I know Derek Lewis hits like a fucking truck, but I do question his ability to take big big shots. And if Cyril Gon can sneak it in there, because I think Cyril Gon's definitely going to be the faster and obviously the more stronger fighter. So if he can get in past that jab and those kicks, I mean, I'm saying if he touches that chin just a couple times, you know, or just one time clean, I think you're going to see him sleeping like how, how Derek Luce had him sleeping. Okay, so out. everyone, go right now to my bookie and bet <laughs> on Volkov, Volkov to win because Josh just put the the kibosh on yep, poor Zero Gun. <laughs> poor Zero Gun. His, his undefeated record's gone. Gone! Yep, yep. Just listen to us, man. I'm gonna We're going to start calling the right it path. the Thompson Curse. Yes, the Thompson Curse. <laughs> should be a decent fight, though. The, it you should know, be a good fight. The other one, too, is we were just talking about this guy the other day is uh, over St. Peru. Yeah. Like, I was like, is he still fighting? Okay, remember, we were going talking back about up to his heavyweight. last fight. Yeah, we thought he was going to be gone. We thought they were going to cut him. Well, do you remember fight. his last fight? Who it was against? Jamal Hill. I don't. Oh, Jamal Hill, right. who just got his arm dislocated by yeah. Dave's favorite fighter, the Scotsman Paul Craig. Yeah, Paul Craig. Way to go, podcast, Dave. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just OSP just hasn't looked good, you know, no, as of lately. It's well, you know, he's getting a, a you know a little bit older. He's had a lot of fights. He's had a lot. You know, there's been a lot of damage, you know, put yeah. on him too. And uh, I, what well, I, I think what it is though too, he just doesn't seem like he's into it anymore. It might be, you know, you know the training. I think always though, he's always had a little bit of a condition issue where he just hasn't pushed the pace. He's someone that likes to fight at a very slow pace, and he does a lot of things from like really weird angles. You know, he, he doesn't, he's not a technician. He doesn't seem like he's tried to learn to be a technician. He's just a fighter. You know, he's someone, he's, he's learned a couple of little tricks up his sleeve that work for him. And that's what he does. And uh, once you figure them out, like he's pretty easy to figure out. And then you just work around it. Well, you know, he, he added the Von Flu choke, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, they, everyone tried to call the, the, now, now OSP the, the Von Pru. The, yeah, Von the Von Pru. <laughs> that's pretty good. I like that. Oh man. Anyways, I mean, he's 38 years old, six, three was, you know, he just, he's gotten a little bit bigger and thicker. That's why he's going up to heavyweight. Hopefully his athleticism will carry him through, but he's going to have a tough fight, man. Tanner Bozer's tough. Yeah. Tanner is tough, but Tanner makes big mistakes at times. And so does o OSP. OSP. Yeah, I, I know OSP can take advantage of those. Just like Tanner can take advantage. Of some of the mistakes that sometimes OSP 
falls into and stuff. So it, it's an interesting fight. Tanner's been fighting a lot more than I think uh, OSP lately. He's, seems seems yeah. like I'm watching Tanner all the time. You know, I know he lost to uh yeah that that it wasn't even that close to uh, Andre Arlovsky. He lost a decision to Arlovsky. You know, lost the he just had the what the split decision loss to uh, Latif. So yeah, I don't know. So, I guess we'll see. I think this is a, a chance for OSP to get a win. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going with. What What other fights on? I mean, we just talked about Dan Pineda, and he's fighting uh, Touchy Feely. Yeah. So Feely's a tough, tough sob man. And Love so is Daniel fight. Pineda. Always brings it. So is Daniel Pineda. So that should be. I think. I think if I'm going to say there's a fight on here that's going to steal the card, oh. it would probably be that fight. Or. Nicholas Dalby against Tim Means. I talked about that one before. Yeah. Look at people don't. I don't think some people are going to know who Nicholas Dalby is, but Nicholas Dalby was involved in a fight with Ross Houston. It was, uh, I want to say, I think it was Cage Warriors, and it was stopped. It was a championship fight. It was stopped in the third round due to blood, and it wasn't that it was the cuts that stopped it. It was so much blood on the mats that the fighters were slipping and sliding because they used vinyl. And they couldn't stand up and actually fight, so they called the fight. Mark Goddard called the fight. So Nicholas Dalby is a tough bastard because he took some big shots in that fight, came back. He is tough as hell. Somewhere in there, he's kind of almost Eddie Alvarez-like in that he'll take big shots and get hurt, but then comes back. So he's fun to watch. And then Dirty Bird, Tim Means, I love him. He's always been very he's actually a very technical fighter, tough dude. He's good. He's got good submissions, good darts choke. Um, I, I think that's going to be a fun fight, too. John, I've told you, it's not a darts. It's an anaconda. Gosh, get it right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, uh, man. Great stuff. Inside joke I mean, there. Yeah, inside joke. Inside joke. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I think those two fights probably, I think you're right. Those two fights probably will steal the show. You know, yeah. those are going to be some good fights. Um, anything else in the car stick out to you? Eh, you know, there's a couple in there that I look and it's, uh, the, God dang it, which one is, I saw it earlier. Yancey. I always yeah. like watching Yancey Madero. Just tough. Tough as hell. So he's, he's always fun. Yeah. And he's such a good guy. You know, that, that, that fight's starting the card off. So you got it. You got to, you got to tune in early to watch that one. Cause Yancey always brings it. And I always enjoy watching him. He's, he's got that typical Hawaiian mentality. Just scrap. He's just gonna so go I have a question. Tim Elliott, Tim Elliott is fighting and Warley Alves is fighting. But who are they fighting? It says unknown fighter. I know. Warley Alves is fighting uh, Jeremiah mm-hmm. Wells. So why are there not fighters up on this thing? I don't know. What you, well, That's so strange. Anyways, if you're an MMA website, guys, I get that fixed. <laughs> Let's say unknown fighter. <laughs> All right. Uh, all right, well, hey, if you guys if you guys heard me and I called it, and letting you guys know now, go straight to mybookie.ag. <laughs> make sure you bet on Volkov because I am I know I'm correct and I'm right, so that'd be a smart play by you. Whoa, Anyways, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I, think saying... gets it, I think Cyril Gong gets it done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to be a good – it's going to be fun. I know I'm going to get roasted for this, but it's still fun. It's all good. Hey, Dave, what else you got for us, buddy? Uh, so we'll do one piece of news and then some fine questions. So – uh, this piece of news that came out was uh, the Max Giga Chikadze. 
this fight fell apart and so Giga um, offered to step in apparently get the call from UFC but yeah, uh, Yair has not accepted it yet that's because Yair is a smart man Yair, this is what Yair does. Yair goes, <laughs> fighting that dude. Yeah, they just need to cut him. All right, hold on. What, sorry. Dave, pull up the rankings because what is Yair ranked right now? Because he was going to be fighting number Max three. Holloway, who was ranked three. right ranked at number four. one or two, right? Jeez, man. Yep, Max is one. Yeah, so three. Max is one. Yair was number three. Now take a look at where Giga is at. Giga is at. 10. What does that do for Yair? It doesn't matter what it does. Oh, but it does. You know no, no, it does. Here, here. Yes. If because... Yair wasn't if Yair wasn't such a fucking crybaby, okay? He'd be <laughs> taking this fucking fight. I cannot well, for some reason, man, I cannot stand this dude. He's always I know you whining don't like and him. crying about I think he's something. Great. He's, what a fucking crybaby. <laughs> Are you, you They should cut him. They should let him go. You either want to be a fucking fighter or you don't. You either want to make the money or you don't. If you want to get to the number one, if you're, can you imagine if this guy was your champion, how much fucking headache he'd give you? Why even bother? Like, fuck, you're not even, you're your top three guy. Why? Why are you giving me so much? They pulled him out of the rankings for like, what, a, a year? You know, and then he finally, like, and he was losing to Korean Zombie until the last yeah. second of the fight. He had lost what? almost every round. It wasn't like it was a close fight. It was like, he, he was losing. He got lucky with the last. Ah, it was thing. a close Beautiful. Fight. It was a beautiful. No, he got. It was. It was like I think. I think he only won one round. Yeah, but the, the rounds were close at times. He wasn't. It wasn't like Zombie was putting it on him the whole time. No, no, no. It was a wasn't. good fight. He was no because he was on his bike because he was running scared. Anyways, I just I get so frustrated with this guy. He just I know okay, he's but, talented. I'm right. not gonna ever take that away from him. He is very talented. You've but as a promotion, you've got to be thinking: Is he worth the headache? All right, but Absolutely you've watched not. Giga fight, right? <clears throat> yeah, Giga gonna put it on his ass. <laughs> That's why I said I don't blame him. Giga gonna, Giga Giga, gonna put it on that ass. Giga's and I, and stand I'm, up. I'm going straight to mybookie.ag and I'm put some money on fucking. <laughs> On fucking Yair, just so Giga wins. There you go. <laughs> okay, there you go. Fucking, like, I will yo. lose money just so that I, my guy yeah. wins. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, it's the way my curse works. It'll be interesting. Look, um, is it smart for him not to take the fight? I think right now, yes. You know, but I think, but I, 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 I just as a promoter, you've got to be pulling your hair out with this kid because. Yeah. He's not as active as he should be. And if you were my champion, how much of a headache are you going to be? Isn't he coming off of you don't, a You don't think they've got something? other guys that are a headache like that? A champion no, I already? agree. I, I agree with you. I do. I do. Yeah. But in terms of some guys are headaches, but they fight all the time. And, you know, and so that makes it a little bit easier to deal with them. Like, okay, look, you're eventually when you're going to, one day you're going to lose and I can get rid of you. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're going to bug me so much and you lose two in a row. I can finally just like, you know, Say what? Goodbye. it's not worth it. You know what I mean? So, <clears throat> I mean, you can see what's going on right now with John Jones. If they're going to do that shit, that type of shit to John Jones, what do you think they're going to do to you? Like, especially, yeah, you're, you're young still. Wait till you hit 32, 33. Be like, okay, look, your, your shit's about to sail. You're done. Okay. Father Time's undefeated, and we run. We run this show based around your age, buddy. That's how promotions work. You know, like, oh, you're in your thir late 30s or mid 30s. Time to get rid of you, buddy. And so if he keeps doing this, he's wasting a lot of his career being. Being the way he is. And like I said, I love watching him fight, but only in hopes like how Mayweather, people watch him fight to watch oh, him lose. Oh, you're watching That's him why to I lose. watch him. 
I watched yeah. to watch him lose. Look, I, I think he's talented. I, so no you love you so love you good. some Frankie Edgar. I love me Frankie Edgar. <laughs> Frankie was already my boy before he beat him, and he just Frankie now became like one of the the you know. Anyways, I just it's frustrating because I know he's talented. I know he's got skill, yeah. and I love. I actually enjoy watching him fight because he you don't know what he's gonna pull out of his ass. He pulls you know he lo- he does a lot of great stuff. Phenomenal stuff that you don't see fighters do. It reminds me of that, that that next version of an Anthony Pettis kind of off the cage, you know, that spinning it back. That little back elbow thing was beautiful. I mean, he's done the cartwheel kicks. I remember when he I fought BJ Penn, he was throwing everything, you know, and the kitchen sink is beautiful. I mean, like, I didn't like watching it happen to BJ, but it was like, you know, it's he's talented. Yep. But gosh. Get out of your own way, kid, man. Like, just just ben, fight. You're going to have to fight these guys no well, matter what. Fight just like them. you're saying, it's been almost two years yeah. since his last fight. His last fight was in October yeah. of 2019. Almost two years coming up. That you, you, can't, you cannot be a guy that is, you know, looking to be that champion and you're, and you're, you're wasting your career away by not fighting. You yeah. got to fight, man. You, you got to get in there and you got to get better. Yeah, I mean, the biggest reason why they're <clears throat> they're dealing with him and keeping him around is because he's 28. <clears throat> and they yeah. know that if he leaves, that, that another promotion can build around him. Sure. Especially someone like a PFL or Bellator or what other, you know, companies that are out there. They can try to build around him. I mean, that's the whole reason why they're keeping him. Like, hey, look, we'll deal with him probably until he's about 31, 32. And if he keeps giving us his headaches, we'll probably get rid of him then. <laughs> so, I'm just being honest. That's the way this shit, man. It's, it's a money-making business. We got this, yeah. We're in the entertainment business. And the money making business, you know this, John. Come on, it is the money making like... business? Yeah. All right. What else you got for us there, Dave? All right. <clears throat> let's hop into some fine questions. Dave, Dave, you got, you got a frog in your throat, your throat there, man. What yeah. is up need... with that? Can you speak into the mic, Dave? Come on. This is this is me barely back to normal. So yeah, barely back, back to normal. normal. He sounds yeah. worse. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Um, All right. So give it, fine to, give it to us. What you got? So SoCal Crane asks. Big John, what was it like being in the cage when the Diaz brothers jumped Mayhem Miller? And what did you say to Nick when you were holding him down? <laughs> I was telling Nick, hey, Nick, stop. I don't want you to beat me up now. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, look, what was it like? I was not in the cage when that started because I was. I got done with the fight. It was a fight between uh, Jake Shields and Dan Henderson. And uh, for whatever reason, don't ask me. I don't know how it came up, but they allowed Jason Mayhem Miller to come into the cage. And it was really some words between Jason and Gil Melendez that kind of started it. And punches were thrown, and it was uh, it was a mess. So I, I, I ran back into the cage, and I ended up grabbing a hold of Nick and uh, kind of holding Nick from being able to... Uh, to fight anybody in there and he was here let me up john let me up nope not gonna let you up till you, till you cool i can't let you go man i can't let you get in trouble that's what i was telling him <laughs> you know and it was i, I it wasn't that i thought I, I was gonna be able to hold nick down uh for very long or do anything with him i was just trying to keep him from not getting in trouble i like him yeah. and, and didn't want to see that i think I think that John wasn't holding him down. John just fell. Like Go a ahead, say it, baby. Not easy to get away like from me, is it? And just cannot. Go ahead. Go ahead and say it. From underneath him. Go ahead and say it. Go ahead. Go you know, tell like, everyone. Oh, you can say John whatever just you had want. That, 
You can John say whatever had that big you want. Water bed, that big waterbed fill. I just couldn't get off from underneath him. You stuck underneath him. That's what All happened. All of a sudden, he's like, oh, damn, that dude's heavy. Yeah. I know exactly what I know exactly what Nick's what Nick Diaz was experienced right there. Just like every move I went, and all one like one little motion, I could feel a little bit of like I could actually breathe for a second. Oh, okay, and I realized it was yeah, that space was only it was, all it was a little bit of oxygen that was in your belly button that I was able to get my lips to like, and then I got all the air out of there and it was done. It was like, okay, Teaches that's all you, I had. man. Yeah, you respect yeah. your elders; they will fuck you up. Yeah, they will fall on you. That's what they will do. You're the one that tried to take me down. (laughs) What else you got for us, Dave? All right, next question comes from More Plays, More Nates. And he asks, or they ask, who wins in their prime? Lightning Lee Murray versus Michael the Count Bisping. Oh, I'll let you go first, Josh. Let's hear it. Uh, Lee Murray. Woo! Yep, I think Lee Murray. I think in the fact that don't get me wrong, Bisbee was good all the way around, but athleticism was definitely key. Strength, I think, was definitely key. The power that was possessed by Lee Murray was fucking nasty Lee had power. good. Yeah. He had power. Um, don't get me wrong, man. I think Bisbee is a stud. You know, as much as I know he's got that, whatever that lame talk show is he does, <laughs> Believe Him You or whatever it is. <laughs> but I get it, man. He he was a good, he's a great fighter. I, I give him a lot of credit for I mean, you gotta be real. I mean, he's, you know, he's, he's a great fighter. I thought he was a great fighter. You know, he's great conditioning, great cardio. Nope. Um, he had a hell of a chin. I know that, you know, he, he got knocked out, you know, what by yeah. that by Hendo. He got rocked by Anderson, but like fucking, he is a fucking stud. Kelvin Gastelum. Like, Ooh. Kelvin. Gastelum. Yeah. Like, yeah. But that was a, like it towards the end of his career. I don't really, yeah. like I said, majority of these fighters towards the end of their career, he was someone that was just, he was a dirty bird, man. He would come in there and get after you make you fight at a pace that you couldn't keep up with. And he just found ways to win for somebody who, honestly, he's not the most athletic guy. You know what I mean? But he's a hard worker. And yep. everything he'd ever, everything he had ever achieved was through hard work and dedication and his commitment to being the best he could. Fucking think about how he ended his career with one fucking eye. You kidding me? Like, think about that. Like, some of these guys came to fight as good as him with fucking two eyes. <laughs> This guy, this guy's beating dudes, winning world titles with fucking one eye. Yep. Get out of here, man. He's good. Don't get me wrong. He's good. But um, Lee Murray when was do you special. Look, what, yeah, he, Lee Murray was special. Lee, you you know? go, go back and watch Lee Murray when he fought, and I'm not sure if it was Cage Warriors or what, but he fought Anderson Silva before Anderson yep. Silva was in the UFC and not long before, right at the point when Anderson was going over. And... Lee gave you know Anderson everything. You know, he lost the decision to Anderson, but it was a close fight. It was tough, and I believe it was a five round fight. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, his you know his downfall, if you want to say, was his grappling. Same as Bisping's. They both you know being from uh, different parts of England, different you know backgrounds and stuff, but came up uh, with a stand up style. Lee Murray had power. The one thing Michael never really had was he didn't have that big power shot. He could put you out with volume. He could hit you multiple times. Uh, he could hit you with knees. He could hit you with you know kicks. But you got to give it, and just exactly what you said, you got to give it to Michael Bisping as far as Michael got the most out of what God gave him, out of hard work, dedication, great cardiovascular conditioning, was able to always push people, push them in a pace, and uh, Michael was the world champion. You know, Lee, yeah. Lee Murray made some decisions and, and had a lifestyle that kind of took him away from that. 
Michael Michael uh, got to that. So I always go with the I'll go with the guy that did it. But even though Lee Murray was special and he would have been awesome if he was able to stay in the fight game. Lee Murray, Lee Murray, though, made more money than Michael Bisping will ever see in his whole life. <laughs> no, Lee Murray <laughs> stole more money. <laughs> Whatever. Same shit. Same shit. <laughs> Don't no matter. It's all good. Still, it's all good. They still haven't found, like, fucking 94 million pounds <laughs> oh, of that dude, shit somewhere. Crazy. So let's just be honest. That fool's just sitting on it. He's waiting for his ass to get out of prison. Yep. He's like, yeah, he'll be a multi-millionaire when he gets out. Yeah, it's all that's good. Great. It's insane. Biggest heist ever, right? In uh, biggest in uh, theft UK in history. UK history. Yeah, I want to. Say, I want to say it was ninety-one million pounds. You figure that's about a hundred and well, two hundred some million dollars. Whew. that's fucking crazy. <laughs> that's just insane. I, I mean, like, I know there was a portion of it. Like, there was a big portion of it they hadn't found. They still haven't found. Oh yeah. So they yeah. stashed that money somewhere. Now I wonder, like, John, you would know this. Maybe not. Maybe you wouldn't know in terms of the the UK how they handle their their stuff. But um, like after if what happens if he ends up having the money later, like if he gets out after he gets out of jail, he got what twenty five years. Well, he didn't get no, 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 no. Hold on, Lee did not go to jail for that robbery. (laughs) They tried to put it on him and stuff. Lee is in a Moroccan jail, Moroccan jail for other things. (laughs) Oh, so (laughs) so. He could still go to jail for that robbery, so he's not uh, going to be talking about that sucker. Okay, 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 okay. I thought he went to jail. I thought I thought nope. the Morocco had a deal with the UK. They said, "Look, we'll put him in jail over here." For yeah, they, that, there was for a whatever no crime that was. Thing. Yeah. yeah, they don't they don't expedite them over there. So, so then they I thought they had put him in jail for something he had oh. done or for that crime, but they said, "No, we're going to have him here" because yeah. his dad was Moroccan, right? That's yep. why he was able to yep. he was able to go there. I mean, but they'll say that he was imprisoned in Morocco for his role in the robbery. Yeah, well, yeah. It says I know they they wouldn't extradite alleged. him, but the rest yeah of they the don't yeah they wouldn't extradite him. That's for sure. Yeah, but I think he was in prison. I think they put him in prison for his role in the robbery. Really? And then, but it was for him to serve the time there. So that's why I'm saying if he gets out and he just how can they how can they do that without a trial? I don't know. That's <laughs> well, Morocco. Yeah, I'm sure they yeah. can do a lot of weird things there. Yeah, how does it work with double jeopardy though? Can he can he go to jail again? Well, I don't think no, they, I don't know if, if they have double they jeopardy there. there. But do they have double jeopardy there? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I yeah, don't, I don't think they do in England. That's your. Isn't that like your? Don't they own your country somehow? There, Dave. Wouldn't you know <laughs> these rules? <laughs> hey, if you uh, if you were watching any sports this past weekend, you would have seen that Scotland drew with England in this. I saw Euro that. Cup. And, and so for you that for you guys that's a victory. Is that a win? Well, I was just gonna say yeah, apparently you that's guys. a victory, but I you know I find it quite disgusting that anyone would consider that a victory. <laughs> <laughs> that, I think that just says a lot about Scottish people, to be honest. <laughs> Except me because I'm American. Oh, there you go, baby. <laughs> oh. All right, all right. All right, next one, uh, Dave. Let's go, married, baby. He married he married an American girl. <laughs> that makes him American in my eyes. All right, let's go. What's the next one? All right. Andre Doyle asks, if Josh could go back before his MMA career and choose what style he would be, whether kickboxer, wrestler, jiu-jitsu, etc., <clears> or would he choose what he was, which was an all-around fighter? What would he choose? Yes, I got choose. the answer. I got the answer. What do you got there? Ralph Lauren model. That's what he would have <laughs> chosen. <laughs> 
I mean, honestly, if I was six foot, I probably would have been one. But I oh, Jesus! Ah, God damn, man! It, it really, Ooh. it really upsets you that that's true, though, right? <laughs> Please. I mean, I could probably go into one now as a, like you know when I get a little bit more salt and pepper in, you know. What is it? One as, of as a grandpa? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> they have them all over. Shit. <laughs> the salt and pepper look. No, I would have been what I am. What I what I ended up being was an all around fighter. I mean, I came in with a wrestling background, gravitated towards jiu-jitsu right away, picked up a little bit of Muay Thai, and just kind of, you know, I just saw the way the way it was all going at the time that I entered the sport was that GSP style of like stand up wrestling like a little bit of jiu-jitsu it was a, it was being more well-rounded so you know carlos newton was kind of that way gsp was that way bj was a phenomenal jiu-jitsu guy but he also had heavy hands became a good boxer you know i mean the guys that i trained with were that way so it just <clears throat> i trained out of aka which had me a lot focusing on my on my kickboxing and my boxing but just so happens though at the same time that i came to aka not shortly after dave camarillo came through and he had a style that was a very aggressive jiu-jitsu style that he taught. You know, and they called it guerrilla jiu-jitsu because it was just so aggressive in terms of submission, submission attempts, sweeps, being just nonstop attack, 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 whether it was submissions or sweeping or getting to the top or putting pressure. So it worked out perfectly for the way that my game was being developed at that at that stage of my career. Where's, so yeah, where's Camarillo at now? He owns a couple gyms. Right now he's traveling pretty much all around the all around the US, basically teaching like combat stuff to uh to like military to police officers that type of stuff yeah i haven't seen him in any like i no idea if he was he, associated with a gym well, anymore or anything like that well he owns a couple gym he did own a couple gyms a lot of them shut down during this time yeah. so he shut the one down i want to say up in livermore i think he's got one still here in san jose and then he had another one somewhere else he was friends with or he was a partner with one of the guys over in minnesota that were um that were sean shirk's coaches i can't remember their names oh greg nelson but uh I think I think it is Greg Nelson. Yeah, so he was he was like they were all black belts under him. So he he would go over there and they would work on like uh the military type disarmament and stuff like that. So yeah, he did a bunch of stuff with them over there. Yeah, I mean he's a, he's a great guy, man. I mean he's you know he's just doing his thing. He's doing all good. his things. Put a bunch him. of books. Did a couple of learning tape videos. Those type of things. So. Good for him. I'm happy for him. But yeah, that's kind of, yeah. I, I would have kept my my technique and everything. I owe a lot to to him as well as you know to the other guys that were at the gym. But I would have been the same fighter. I would I prefer to be more round, well rounded than anything. What else you got, Dave? All right, a healthy snack wants to know. Big John, are you going to try to get a rematch against the tree, or is it over? Oh God, no! It is not over. In fact, I was at that tree today, figuring out how I'm going to make a fucking table out of that some bitch. <laughs> So uh, I already got it planned out. I'm cutting that some bitch in different parts. And it is gonna be a table. I'm gonna make a, a a damn work of art out of that thing since it hurt me so bad. <laughs> but now the tree won. I'll give I give in. It won. Uh that's that's hilarious. That tree whooped your ass. <laughs> Dave, I, you I, I will right. tell you that Dave so, Dave sent me a a compilation. Of people getting fucked up by trees as they're cutting them, it was hysterical. And the last one on it was exactly me. <laughs> it showed the thing, lighter boom, that dude going sideways. And whoop, that was me right there. So very nice job, Dave. Everyone thinks you you're so this nice guy. See, and they're all thinking yeah. that we're always picking on you. They have no idea the shit that you send us. 
it's, it's hilarious, man. All Dave does now, he lives in Austin, which is like 2,200 miles away. All he does is just talk shit. So uh, one of these days, I'm going to get into Austin. I'm just going to just beat the crap out of him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else you got? <laughs> Look at Dave's trying to hide his life. He's like, oh. Because he knows it's going to come one of these days. All right, what uh, you got, we'll bud? See. We'll see. Dr. Killjoy420 asks, what's an excellent championship fight everyone's forgotten about that I should go back and watch? Oh, my God. Uh, there's there's so many. championship fight. There's so many. Uh, Josh Thompson, Gilbert Melendez, too. Okay, that's a good one. <laughs> I'll be great honest. Fight. That's a great one. Um, is the one fight. you go whipped in? Yeah, I lost. Yeah, that's yeah. all right. The first one was good. The second one, the third one was good. No, nah, the first, the good, first one you, two, the first one you, you, you dominated him in that. The second one was, it was back and forth at times. Even though he got, he got the win, it was back and forth. It was a great fight. Was I, great I, can, fight. I, I can remember because I was there. I think that was, uh, was that was that Fedor versus uh, Verdum? Yeah, I believe that, it was. Yeah, it was. And so I had, I had the Fedor fight, and Josh Rosenthal had your fight with a. Uh, Gilbert and I, yeah. you know and I was I was all done talking to both of the fighters and so I'm watching and it was just a great fight so Josh Josh comes out of that he goes god damn that was a good fight I said I know you some bitch now I wish I did that <laughs> fight man that was awesome right but it was a really good fight but if uh, you know there's there's a couple fights and you know I, I'll go with um let me give you a different uh let's see out of the UFC championship fight that people should always go back and watch uh there's a there's a couple of them that are close robbie lawler was the the one with uh rory mcdonald that ufc 189 is unbelievable unbelievable display by both guys um there's also you know other ones that you can look at um i would say that um go ahead i'm sorry paul daly and nick diaz well that was a championship fight that one minute that that was that was a strike that was a strike force championship fight yeah. Uh, so that would have been a good one to look at. Uh, Tim Tim Kennedy against Luke Rockhold was a really good fight in Strike Force for a championship fight. That was a middleweight championship fight. Uh, Him and Jacare was a good fight as well. It was. It was. Luke and Jacare was a yep. good fight. Um, you can go back in uh, Bellator. You got to watch both of the Eddie Alvarez versus Michael Chandler's. Both yes. of those fights are phenomenal. Yep. Um, just really outstanding. And then I would also say what's another good one out of Bellator that you look at that just championship wise. Uh, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. What tough was that? Oh, man. I'm trying to think. Gomi fought. It may not have been a championship fight, but I know he fought to, in that lightweight tournament that he ended up winning, become the champion with, and Pride Bushido. Yeah. God, there was a fight in there. It may not have been the championship fight, but it was a fucking great fight. He fought this Brazilian guy. I can't remember who he was, but he had some great kickboxer, great kick. It was He was phenomenal, man. But um, that fight was really good. What was the other one? Oh, the, you know what else was a, was a pretty damn good fight was uh, – Justin Gaethje and uh, Buscape, when they fought in the World Series of Fighting, their la- I think it was like their last show before they made it uh, PFL. Yeah. That was on New Year's Eve. You really want to watch a good fight, fight that wasn't talking Justin Gaethje? Go back and watch Michael Johnson against Justin Gaethje 
in Justin Gaethje's UFC debut. What a fight. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Good fight. Yeah. Fight That's of the year. Like way back. Way back when. What was another one that was a championship fight that we could have watched? Back in the day. It was a good title fight. Like early UFC days. What's a good title fight back in those mm-hmm. days? Uh, depends on what you're looking for, but you could go back and you know uh, Chuck Liddell and, and Randy Couture at UFC 43 was actually a really good fight because uh, the first every, one, yeah, it was a uh, it was Chuck trying to knock Randy out and Randy using yeah. good boxing to actually show that straight punches get there faster than looping punches, but it was actually yeah. a, a really good fight. Um, I don't know. Randy had a couple because there was, you know, the one with Tim Sylvia was pretty good. Yeah, that was, was impressive. Long and drawn out, but it was really impressive. Exactly. Um, Anderson Silva's destruction of of Rich Franklin at UFC sixty four was incredible. Just uh, he he just destroyed a really good fighter because Rich Franklin was a good fighter. He was a tough dude. So I don't know. Yeah. So. Well, those are the ones. All right. Those are the ones. <clears throat> uh, what else? Jacob Barajas asks, any opinion on TJ getting caught sending spies into Corey Sanhagen's training facility? If he did, awesome. Okay, don't think that this is the first time that it's ever happened. This has happened so many times. Okay? And it's, I mean, it goes back in even boxing. Do you, do you remember when Sugar Ray Leonard fought marvelous marvin Hagler. that fight sugar ray leonard sent a guy to get into marvin Hagler's camp so he could watch what he was doing and stuff like that and the one thing the guy had to do to prove that he had gotten in there was he had to take a picture with marvin Hagler. sure enough here's a picture sugar ray leonard's guy with marvin Hagler down there he was in there the whole time that's you know if he ain't cheating he ain't trying and if, if TJ sends someone towards Corey Sanhagen's camp, that's for Corey Sanhagen to see see people in his camp and say, hey, who's that guy? Get him out of here. I don't know. It doesn't bother me in the least. What what are they going to see? <clears throat> yeah, it doesn't bother me at all. I mean, it'd be different if, like, if TJ went there, you know, and was able to spar with him, like, a, a year before or something like that. But they've they've trained together before. When I talked to TJ at one of the Bellator events recently, he's like, yeah, we used to train together. Wise. Like, I used to piece him up. I'm like, what? all right. Okay, name me the guy that TJ would tell you that he didn't piece up. I don't know. I don't okay, know. There I you mean, go. like, I think that's why he's so adamant about taking this fight. Yeah. I mean, he's the guy trying to jump the line. You know, he wants to get back up to that title contention. He's like, I know, I know his style. He's like, I can beat him. I'm like, all right. We've also been out for two and a half years. Yeah. Two years. Yeah. You know. Yeah, he's got all something right, what to prove. Um, next one comes from Michael Forte, and he asks, should MMA fans stop judging fighters based on the records? Nate Diaz, Jeremy Stevens, and Robbie Lawler are some of the bit most memorable <laughs> fighters of all time, but the records are first thing fans talk shit about. Look, I think I think every I think every fan needs to stop judging fighters off their records, even in boxing. Look at guys like look at guys like like Mike Tyson doesn't have a great record. You know, I mean like it's good, and we're all it's good, but like a lot of these Chuck Liddell's record's horrible. You know what I mean? Like, he, I mean, BJ Penn's horrible. His record's now horrible. But look at all the guys he fucking fought. You got to base it on the on the top talent they've fought and who they've lost to. That's the thing. 
during that time that they were, that BJ was his lo- all of his losses came towards the end of his career. I know he had losses, but who did he lose to? He lost to GSP. He lost, you know, he lost to top, top guys and guys he probably shouldn't have even been fighting. He fought Leona Machida and Leona was 220. BJ was like a fat 190. You know what I mean? Like he was like, there's fighter, there's fights he shouldn't have fought, but that's what made BJ fun. That's what made everyone like him so much. It was like he didn't care who he fucking fought. And so you can't judge them based off their records. The other thing too is I look back at some of these guys' career and I'm like, damn, you guys, you guys were so fun to watch. Frankie Edgar, super fun to watch. Matt Hughes, really fun. To, like, I enjoyed watching Matt fight. Just a fucking nasty dog. Rory McDonald, by the time he's probably done, he won't have a great record either, probably. You know, I mean, Robbie Lawler's one of those guys as well. He's a very mixed mat, like a salt and pepper type record. But fuck, every time he fought, I wanted to tune in. Same thing with uh, Cowboy Cerrone. Stop <laughs> looking at the records, guys. Like, the especially, like, just look at how well they fight. And do you enjoy That's watching it. them fight? That's all you should care about. You know, and if they're fucking good, put your money and pay that pay-per-view. Go out there and watch them fight. You know, I mean, those are the guys. Those are the, those are the, and the females the same way, you know. I tune in to watch the females that I enjoy watching fight. You know, that's it. And the same thing with the males. If I don't, if I don't see somebody on there, I I know I still have to watch it because we do the show. But I'm like, I'm like, yeah, this guy asked John. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, this car doesn't really do it for me. I'm like, can we do it tomorrow? (laughs) And John's like, no. I'm like, ah, fuck. (laughs) Damn it. <laughs> I was like, oh, you know what I mean? So it's just that there's there's certain fighters that just you enjoy the way that they fight. And just, exactly. Just yeah. go there and watch them fight. You you said a couple, you know, Cowboys are only being one. You look and go, he's got a lot of losses. I don't care because he, he goes out and he he puts it out there every time. It was, it, in fact, that was the one thing, you know, you'd watch Donald for so long. And, and hey, there's guys that can beat Donald, no doubt about it. Right, but you know when you go in there, he's gonna give you everything he has. That was like you know going back to the Conor McGregor thing. Conor, you know, pieced him up in that fight. But when Stephen A. Smith said the thing about, oh, he didn't even show. Like, hey, that dude every time puts it all, everything he has on the line to try to give a great performance. So you're you're looking for those guys. I've always said that you know to be undefeated in MMA is something that is either almost impossible or so rare. That's that's what makes someone like Khabib so rare is you're just not going to see those guys with those records. That's what made Fedor so rare. You know, you know, in his last part of his, you know, uh, competitive career, he's had more losses, but he's still like, what, 39 and 6? I mean, it's, he's incredible what he did in his career. And so there are those guys that you look at and you go, Man, I would watch that guy fight anytime. I don't care what his record is, based upon he always tries to bring it. Diego Sanchez, you know, for the most part, look at all the fights and you know, kind of before he got with, you know, some stupid guy for a while. Man, I mean, to watch him, you watch his fight with Gil Melendez. Yeah. And dude, you talk about just a tough son of a bitch going after it getting hit with shots, not caring, sitting there. He's getting beat on, and he's sitting there smacking his chest like, come on and hit me more, and you go, I would pay to watch you anytime, Diego. So yeah. those are the kind of guys you want to see. I don't care what the records are. All right, three more. 
All right, J Storm asks, um, the Ultimate Fighter is back, and if it keeps doing well, who would you like to see as coaches for next season, and what weight class should they do to add talent to the division? Well, they don't always do the same weight class as the coaches. I know they no. have consistently, they, they, they do a lot, but not always, <clears throat> you know, and... Uh, I mean, realistically, they they need to build up the 125 if they're going to keep doing what they're doing because now they've got two good guys that are there in, in Figueredo who's just lost to Moreno, though. Is But that's still – they've got some talent there, but then they need to build up more if they're going to try to keep that division around. And I don't see why they wouldn't because now they have a star. You know I mean? I feel like they have a young star. He's he's exciting to watch fight. He's fun. Like, and people are just in love with the story. You know what I mean? So, I mean, you got they got to build on that. We'll see, man. I'd like we'll I'd like to but, see there an international show with the <clears throat> Ultimate Fighter light heavyweight division. Put the champion Jan Blahovich in there against Yuri Prochaska. That would be fun. Those are your two coaches. Boom! Put them off there. That would be good. Another one that I would actually kind of like to see. Just uh, it wouldn't work, but I would like to see put Peter Jan and Aljamain Sterling as coach. <laughs> Jesus. Have them go at it because it would be nothing but guys fucking saying shit back and forth the whole time. Please uh, don't give this guy any more of a platform than he already has. <laughs> it's killing me, man. Ah, I love it. Ah, he's on full hill. He's just full hill now. Oh, it's all, it's all right. Uh, what else you got for us there, Dave? Uh, next one comes from Gabriel Huereca, and he asks, Josh, do you still have a clean diet even though you're not fighting anymore? Yeah, it's called a liquid diet. <laughs> just, amber gold <laughs> yeah it's yeah it's about amber gold and just uh it goes down pretty smooth now nah, we're just um no nah, i still eat clean i mean I've, I've never been someone like i don't really i don't really like pasta a whole lot i mean don't get me wrong i'll eat a little bit of spaghetti here and there but i'm not a like i don't like creamy soups i don't like chicken alfredo i don't like that stuff i don't like fried food either you know um, what is wrong with you yeah I'm have you not, lost your mind i'm i'm a steak and potatoes you don't like fried dude no. Fried food? Are you kidding me? I like French fries. Like fried chicken? <laughs> no, I don't like fried chicken. Oh my god! No. You have like you could fry I'll, a dog I'll, turd and it would taste I'll good. I'll occasionally <laughs> do like chicken strips and fries. You know, I'll occasionally do that, but that's about it, man. I'm not. I'm not big on. I'm you don't like really French fries? On, I like. I like French fries. That's the oh, that's thing. fried I, I food. Like I do, but I, everything else, I don't even. I don't like fried food. Everything else, like you won't see me get like. I will get country fried steak, you know, for breakfast. I won't get that ever. I don't like gravy. Like I don't like thick. I don't like thick. I don't like thick soups. Like you know, clam chowder. I don't like it. He I doesn't. Like, he likes know, broths. Yeah, I've I been like around. England, I like the New England clam chowder, not New England, but the uh, Manhattan clam Manhattan. chowder. Yeah, yeah, I like that one. I don't, I don't like. I like the brothier soups. I don't. Yeah. So I mean, like, if you're saying that, it's just something that it just naturally I eat clean. You know, it's a lot of steaks. You know, I do eat a lot of chicken, but. You know, it's usually barbecued. Pretty much my house is just all barbecuing, man. Like, oh. I have, I just have sides, man. I do potatoes. I do corn. I'll do different types of asparagus, you know. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, Brussels sprouts, chop those all up, put them on the grill. Fucking great, man. Just lost throw a little bit. One. Throw a little bit of honey on it. Honey and sriracha. Do that. It's so good. Sweet and spicy. All right, what else you got? Uh, last one comes from uh, Rodrigo Holy, and he asks, "Could Holloway, if retains a featherweight title, be a two division champion? Do you think he can beat Oliveira slash Poirier slash 
corner slash Gaethje slash Chandler. Well, he's already lost a couple of those guys already. Yeah. Now, could he come back and beat him? Yeah. Look, Max Holloway, given the right circumstances and performing at a certain level, he can beat anybody. He's just a stud. But going up in weight against those guys, things start to, you know, things start to change a little bit. You know, and Poirier has already fought Max for a title at light uh, lightweight. Um, so... Connor fought him as a as a featherweight. Chandler is a Chandler would be a hard match for Max, based upon Chandler would be able to take Max down at times, in my opinion, and would keep him down. And so it's going to take Max out of what he does. That that ten pounds, people, you don't understand how much of a difference that weight makes. Those just those jumps in weight. You know, boxing has all of these weight categories that. The, the the actual division changes at four pounds. Yeah, four pounds difference. What's that? That's why no one pays attention. To I, I agree. I, I, I hate it. And that's what I love about what we do with MMA and that ten pound. And I think it should be ten pounds across the board for the most part. But you know, those jumps in MMA are not easy because it is a big gap in the weight. And Max is great at featherweight. He needs to stay at featherweight right now. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see him stay there. I don't want to see him try to go up to lightweight again. He's tried it. It hasn't worked out for him. I'm not saying it couldn't, but bigger, stronger guys that you just, what works for you at that 145-pound division doesn't quite work for you at the 155. This is true. Yeah, I think... Max is the exception to the rule that he fights better at 145 after cutting all that weight than yeah. he does at 155. Yeah. But in all fairness, he also didn't get to put the weight on properly when he fought Dustin, and he was going to fight Khabib, and it, you know he was having a hard time making 55. You recall yeah. that, you know, and um, <clears throat> he's someone that puts on a lot of weight in between fights. So when, when we're really having this conversation, um, if he, I think if he had time. To put it on properly. And what I mean by time, he'd have to put the weight on properly in terms of it would take him probably a good four to six months easily to at build least. the muscle to, yeah, at least. I'd say four to six months at least. So what, you're, get what you're getting out of Max would be Max just a little bit, little bit stronger, able to carry the weight the same way, a little bit more as far as that strength equaling out to more, a little bit more power. It's a, it's a lot of things, and, and that takes time to put it on correctly. Yeah. All right, what else you got for us? That's the end of fan questions. That's All the right. end of fan questions. All right, All right buddy. No other, no other uh, hey, did we say anything negative about Colby last week? Because I got a bunch of hate mail in my DMs and my Instagram saying, you don't know, Colby's this, Colby's that, Colby's better. And I'm like, man. Okay. Good oh, that's, Colby. I think I talked about someone that sent me a message about Colby saying he's, or, saying Kobe was better. I'm like, Kobe's had one fight since they fought. <laughs> How do you know if he's better? Anyways, okay, I won't get into it. And then All right, well, hey, guys. Up his, <clears throat> what's that? Say, and then you actually bigged up his uh, his shtick and all that. So I don't know why you got hate mail. Yeah, I got, I got some people talking hell of shit. But they don't, right. they I don't, love it. Hold it. They don't think that Kobe's is, is a they shtick? Think, they they Kobe, think it's real? No, they think Colby's improved immensely, and then he's he's better than Kamaro. I'm like, well, if he was better than okay, Kamaro, well, he would have beat Kamaro. So, so what makes you think was that? it was it his fight against Tyron Woodley that you saw that you know improvement, that immense improvement? I don't know. 
I don't know where they saw it. I don't really. I don't. I like to read it and like to complain about it on our podcast. Look, he's a great I fighter. Really, I, I, I don't really. I will tell you straight out. Colby Covington is one hell of a fighter. He is. He is. He is tough as hell. He's freaking tenacious. Goes after guys. Has a great pace. I just you know, I look at the the matchup Styles. with him and Camaro and Styles, and that's that's a tough one for him. Styles make matchups, they my do, friend. Man, Styles make fights. All right, guys. Hey, go to our YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button. Also, hit the little notifications down on the bottom right with the bell. That'll let you know when our stuff drops. Yeah. And also, you guys, what you really need to do is make sure you click the link in the descriptions from the Clips channel and the subs. And make sure you sub to that Clips channel. We're trying to get that thing growing, booming. Hit that that little uh, subscription button. Please, because our... we've got a cool wing interact interjection show that we need to do. But we got to get to 1,000 before we can do it. Yep, we got to get to a thousand before we can do it. So, go to uh, Wayne like Interjection it. or go to Wayne in Clips or Wayne in Shorts, and uh, hit that subscribe button, please, and share that content to other people. Share that video, share whatever it is, and uh, tag us in it. We'll share, we'll uh, reshare it, and we'll like your comments and do all the other things. Also, go to prowrestlingtees.com slash Wayne in. Use the promo code and still. And we've got Independence shirts. Independence Day shirts up for you guys. We have red, white, and blue, obviously, that are available. And they will only be available oh, until July 4th. So if you don't pick them up, you're going to miss out. They kind of look like this one. No, this one's camo, though. That one is red, white, and blue. But this one here is our. It was our Memorial Day one. That was good that and you had to have... actually look down and read it. I was reading it backwards in the camera. So I'm looking at the camera. It was backwards like, shit, what does that say? (laughs) Yeah. So then we have the Independence Day one that's coming up as well for the 4th of July. And I think that's pretty much everything, man. I think that's pretty much everything. Make sure you guys tune in for the Bell Tour this Friday night on Showtime. You can also watch the uh, prelims on the Bell Tour YouTube channel. Which there will be a couple of really good fights there. So. Yes. Enjoy. Last thing we got to say to everyone out there, thank you for listening and we will see ya.